Natasha Aldridge, Katie Mae Peters, coming to you at 7.10 p.m. on a Saturday because uh, the first time we tried recording this, it was cursed. Cursed. Ava, so, you're ruining the magic. Ava's just concurring. She's concursing. Concursing. <laughs> no, we actually tried to... This was going to come to you guys on Wednesday, but we got done recording on like Monday or Tuesday, and uh, come to find out, the player just cut out halfway through... Not really for any reason. Yeah. So. So. We're cursed. Spooky ish. <laughs> well, we were, but we saged. Just kidding. Yeah, we did. We did sage a lot. It is creepy talking about curses because it's one of those things that they are so. They are so. I feel like fueled by like your mind's power that. Yeah. I feel like talking about them so much is kind of like that same thing inviting ghosts into your life or something. Yeah. Kind of a weird thing. Like, if you talk about it, you're going to think about it, and then you're going to think you're cursed, and then yeah. you're going to make yourself exactly. cursed. So, Natasha, mm-hmm. what is your favorite... You know, curses are very relevant to, I feel like, culture mm-hmm. all across the world. What's your favorite entertainment curse, or, you know, like, movie? Like, a curse that's been in the movies. <laughs> my favorite curse that's been in a movie. <laughs> I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's the most funny to me. So, it's, um... Fiona's curse turning into an ogre. Oh, nice. From Shrek. That's a pretty, that's a pretty solid one. Like, that's a solid fucking curse. Right? Like, can you imagine being like, hey, you're gonna be a beautiful princess during the day, but one, you're gonna be locked, well, I guess her dad locks her in a tower after the curse, Mm -hmm. but at night, you're gonna turn into, like, what you think is, like, a horrible monster. Come to find out, like, inner beauty, whatever. But, like, as a child, that's terrifying. Yeah. I... I'm going to change my answer. I think my first answer was the shaggy dog because it was this old ring that was from, you know, ancient England. I'm just kidding. Not ancient England. Like, medieval England. (laughs) Ancient. Whatever. (laughs) And it was a Disney movie that, like, anybody who wore the ring would turn into a shaggy dog, which was an old English sheepdog. And then you'd have to... They spent the whole movie trying to figure out how not to be a sheepdog. And (laughs) they just randomly would turn into one. Like, you know, during business meetings and things that would be inconvenient. Completely inconvenient <laughs> to be a dog at that time. Yeah. But I think the one that I kind of want to go with instead is, um, have you seen The Serpent and the Rainbow with Bill Paxton? No. What is that? Oh my god, it's actually based on a true story. What? But they've narratized it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about this guy who goes to Haiti and they have voodoo curses that to, like, zombie curses yeah. to raise you from the dead. And he gets... Cursed by this voodoo man. Oh. Who, like, steals his soul. Oh. And he comes back as a zombie. It's fucking crazy. You just have to watch it. It's it's been a couple years since I've watched it, but it's based on a true story how uh, voodoo shaman in these countries, like Haiti, they use it for, like, political gain. Like, they'll bring politicians back. Like, they'll make them into zombies they can control. Or if they don't like someone, they'll do that to them. And then their relatives will have to pay them to make them not come back as zombies kind of a thing. But it's like, it's like a weird documented thing where people have been dead for like three days and all of a sudden they show back up at their house, just covered in dirt, like they just came out of the ground. What? Yeah, it's fucked up. Like, you have to look it up. Like, look up The Serpent and the Rainbow. Okay, I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. That's creepy. It's fucking creepy. So, my question to you actually ties in, like, my answer, I'm just gonna make my first story, I'll just kind of skip ahead a little bit, but your answer to my question do you think you've ever been cursed? 
See, I think I'm so narcissistic that it doesn't matter if I've been cursed because <laughs> and I'm like, everyone loves me. No one would ever curse me. <laughs> and they say, too, that curses, one of, the, one of the things that they do to fuel a curse in order to get a curse to really gain momentum mm-hmm. is you kind of have to tell someone about the curse Mm-hmm. And then their mind takes it over and snowballs it into an actual curse. Mm-hmm. So if you were to tell someone you're cursed with financial distress or something, yeah. then the next time they get an unexpected bill or something, then in their mind they're going to be like, it's the fucking curse. Yeah. And then from there, they think they're cursed and it's that secret that you put out into the world. Yeah. You know, you get what you put out. Yeah. That it just starts snowballing from there and getting bigger and worse and... I don't know, yeah, I, I I don't know, I've probably been cursed, I've been like a dick to a lot of people, or I've just been like super awesome. You're <laughs> just, just too can't positive, handle it. yeah. Yeah, I don't know, so, I don't know, I'm sure. Because I think you, like, going along with your story, it's kind of, it doesn't have to be someone that is a voodoo magician that's just like, curse this person, yeah. and pouring tar on Half apples the time or they don't something, even I don't mean know. It. it can even be like somebody who like, has love for you like they don't necessarily want anything bad they just have mm-hmm. so much like bad like they're super jealous even if they like you you know yeah. or something like that which is what I think mine was yeah um so you heard this but it got cut off last time so I'll tell the <laughs> listener again so I have been cursed apparently and so what happened is so what happened was It was, like, five years ago or six years ago, I had been doing pretty good in my acting career and, like, all my also side jobs. I was, like, at a really happy place. I had gotten out of a relationship and it was, like, really positive for me and, like, everything seemed to be moving forward. And then all of a sudden, everything just stopped. Like, I stopped booking auditions. I stopped getting auditions in general. All of my other, like, um, jobs and, like, side hustles and things I was doing kind of all started, like either scheduling weird so I had to like quit them or like you know nothing worked out anymore and Mm -hmm. I just thought oh it's just like weird life happens things are weird sometimes you know sometimes you go through shitty periods and that's just how it is yeah and because I was an esthetician for so long I had a chronic work injury where the part of my upper back and my neck um are fucked up from like leaning over people's faces all the time Mm -hmm. but it had always been, like, sore, and if I had been working for hours or whatever, but it all of a sudden, for no reason, like, I didn't have an injury or anything, it just became debilitating, and I couldn't do anything, and I was going to the chiropractor trying to do it, like, trying to get it fixed, and it was, like, affecting my work, and all of a sudden, just, like, a bunch of my clients fell off for no reason, and uh, people I had been talking to, because I was kind of, kind of dating at the time, like, everybody just fell off, and I was just like, what is happening? Am I all of a sudden a bitch? Like, I don't understand but, again, I just thought it was a shitty period, and it would go away, so I was trying to be positive. And I'm part of one of these groups on Facebook somebody invited me to, which is, like, a women's group. Nice. But, as I told you, I'm, like, a part of a few of those, and most of them are just because it's, like, interesting. Like, I don't watch reality shows. That's, like, my reality yeah. show, because these girls have, like, crazy comments. lives, and I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. That's a ridiculous situation. I'm sorry you're in it, but it's very interesting it's just, to I me. I would just like this to put my perspective, my life into perspective, that it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, one of the girls on there, she grew up, like, Wiccan and, like, doing a lot of magical practices and stuff, 
And so, a big part of the Wiccan religion, a lot of people think Wicca is, like, satanic witchcraft, if mm. they don't know. Wicca is actually a nature-based religion where they don't believe in hell or Satan or doing evil. In fact, their, like, main thing is, like, what you do to people comes back to you in threes, so you have to mm-hmm. do good things for the world. And so she was like, I feel like I haven't done a lot for my community lately. Like, so for all of you guys, I'm going to, if you want, I'll I'll give you like a free reading or whatever. Just like, you know, comment here if you're interested. And I was like, I'm bored. Let me do it. And so I typed on, um, I was like, yeah, whatever. And so everybody else, she just like responded to their comment, like with a reply, like a general thing. But she messaged me and she's like, oh, girl, there's something wrong. And I was like, what? She's like... I'm just getting a super negative reading, and it's not like you, but there's something on you, like, this is some things you can do, like, you can burn a black candle, but bind it first, do it on the new moon, blah, 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 and, um, I was like, whoa, okay, she's like, but I would just try to go see, like, a practitioner, like, a spiritual practitioner, and I was like, uh, okay, whatever, and I was, I've been studying with, I had been studying with my kind of spiritual mentor. I told you about Richard, who's amazing, but I I had already been studying with him and I was like, whatever, I'll ask Richard about it, but I'm supposed to see him next week. Like I didn't really, I still didn't really think of anything. I was like, it just, shit happens, whatever. Um, This is an internet tarot card reading. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I was like, okay, whatever. So then I went with my roommate at the time, I think, to go to one of those new agey shops I don't know what she was getting. Probably Straight up crystals. Probably crystals. Nice. I don't know what she was getting. But I went with her and I was just like looking at stuff and she was talking to somebody about something specific. Actually, I think she wanted one of those salt lamps. Oh, like a Himalayan salt lamp? Yeah, yeah. Oh, those are so nice and calming. I know. Like, it's like I a fireplace. Them. So she really wanted one. That's what it was. So she really wanted one. So we went to get one. She was talking to people about the different ones because I didn't mm-hmm. have And I was just looking around and this little old lady comes up to me, like super hippie Austin lady comes up to me and she's like there's there's a bad thing on top of you like you should really get that figured out like you need to cleanse yourself it's following you around I can see this negative cloud over you like you should break it and I was like what the fuck and she's she's like like, and also get the fuck out of my store yeah she's like I don't mean to scare you like but I just want to let you know that I can see it you should watch it and I was like okay thank you like I didn't know what to say and then she walked out she bought whatever she was buying and so then I was, like, a little bit legitimately freaked out at that point. So I called yeah. Richard, my teacher, and I was like, um, these things happen, and I don't know if that's true. And he was like, okay, well, let me meditate on it. So we hung up, and then, like, two hours he called me back. He's like, yeah, you should probably come over and, call, like, like, come down. And I was like, okay. So a few days later, um, we set it up, and I go to his house, and he does, like, a cleansing, and he does, like, a lot of... Um, chanting and like his native language and in English and there's like a lot of saging and I don't know a lot of it's like meditative like guided Mm -hmm. meditation so I don't really remember like not like I was like all drugged up or anything it was just meditative but it's just kind of blurry you know because I was meditating most of the time um but so after like an hour an hour and a half uh he was like okay you should be good, and, like, immediately, nothing had relieved my back for, like, a month, a month and a half, like, way before the curse. Mm-hmm. I only knew about the curse, technically, for a week, but, like, it had been affecting my life for, like, two months at this point, and so, um, all, um, immediately, my back already felt better, like, just for no reason. I come out of that, like, more, a meditative state, my back just, like, feels immensely better, and I was like, oh, weird, 
So I go and I call my friends. I have some friends in town who are visiting. And he, I asked him during the time, I was like, what do you, like, a curse? Like, do I have, like, a witch who cursed me? Like, what is this? Yeah. And that's when he was like, no, curses can be, like, either somebody's jealous or they just have all this, like, negative feelings that they don't know how to express, you know? Like, somebody can be mad at you but not express it. So it just kind of, mm-hmm. like, harbors or... um you know, it can even, like, you can even curse from, like, unrequited love. Like, it, just all different things. Oh, yeah. Um, so it could just be, like, really intense feelings that are not expressed properly and are then, like, kind of put a hex in a way. Uh, or a curse, I guess. Because technically a hex is something that somebody does on purpose. So I was like, oh, weird, I can't think of who it would be. And then the cleansing or whatever. Anyway, I had friends visiting from out of town who were originally from Austin and it's one of my oldest friends. We, like, grew up together. We were, like, siblings. But we had gotten in a really, really, like, bad, weird kind of fight. But it was one of those where it's not a fight, but we just are not on good terms. But it's like, how did this yeah, happen? Yeah, like, passive-aggressive weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where we were not friends for a little while. And we had recently made up. Life was better. Um, they were visiting. Like, I was happy to see them. Etc. So I call them after the cleansing because I was supposed to go meet them afterwards. And um, they were like, the craziest thing just happened. A red tail hawk just like, or a hawk, I don't think they said red tail specifically. They're like, a hawk just flew down and took this rat out of the yard. We didn't even see the rat at first. It just fucking tore it to pieces. It didn't even eat it. And then it just flew off again. And I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Because also my teacher, like his his, like, spirit guy, or, like, his animal totem mm-hmm. as a hawk, and I was like, what? Did did Richard's, like, spirit animal just go, like, tear up the rat that, like, was, like... Oh, so now yeah. I think maybe my friends accidentally cursed me. They don't know this. I'm gonna tell them one day and be like, you bitches cursed me. You did it, and then that's gonna make them be like, we didn't fucking curse you, and then they're gonna curse you again on accident, because they're yeah, like, what exactly. the fuck is wrong with Natasha? We wouldn't curse her. Yeah, exactly. Like... I was like, I'm not going to tell them all of this. Like, after we just became friends again, I'm going to be like, you bitches cursed me. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that's my story about being cursed. That's fucking crazy. I like how the spirit, like, yeah, the fact that a spirit guide, you know, showed up in front of them and was like, hey, I know what you did. And then ran away. It's like, oh, shit. Like, I mean, I know people see, like, you know, I see hogs. A lot of people see, like, predators. But I've never seen a predatory bird swoop down, like, ten feet in front of me, rip up an animal for no reason, and take off. Like, that's yeah. some weird shit. Yeah. So. That's true. I'm not sure it's them that cursed me, but I feel like that's a pretty good sign. So. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. So, curses don't really have happy stories that I found, uh, but they are still really fucking popular i don't know how to explain it's like even in modern day society even in the u.s they're like super they're super what they're definitely used to explain bad things this crazy one that happened was just in 2010 so i mean yeah like eight years ago but in haiti there was a massive cholera outbreak mm-hmm. where 2500 people died 63,000 people were hospitalized and 121,000 were treated for symptoms of the cholera Mm -hmm. to where Haitians assumed the outbreak was just a voodoo curse and they started attacking voodoo priests all over Haiti. Oh, God. And in one, a mob lynched 45 people. Holy shit. Yeah, to try to break this curse, which is great. Oh, yeah, it says, like, other and other voodoo priests were beaten, stoned, and hacked 
to death by machetes before being set on fire. Ooh. How fucked up is that? So fucked. Yeah, and in the U.S., it's crazy how many murders people blame on voodoo curses, which, you know, who knows? Maybe there is real voodoo that we haven't been able to scientifically prove, and maybe someone is cursed, or, you know, when someone goes into psychosis, like, you just, that's a scary thing, is yeah. it, your brain just fucking hard, like, freaks out, and there's nothing you can do about it, and you think you're being sane, or, like, you maybe are conscious of the fact that what you're doing isn't sane, but you have no control over it, so the only thing you can think of is to say you were cursed or something. Yeah. So I have some examples of that. There was, <laughs> you know that meme where it's like, uh, Google Florida man and your birthday, <laughs> and then yeah. see what story comes up. <laughs> Mine was Florida man does something with alligators. I don't know. I think he like like fucking. I can't remember. Oh my god, it was such a good one that's too. A, that's funny. Mine was something about meth. I was like, oh, gators and meth. That's very. We have very <laughs> stereotypical Florida man ones apparently. <laughs> yes, exactly. Fucking Florida man. But so there was this Florida man in December of 2012. Val Dono Ritchie, he was convinced that he had a voodoo curse on him, and he claimed that nothing good was happening to him, which is a sign of being cursed, is that everything in your life is just going wrong, and he figured that Dennis Donahue was the one that had allegedly sprayed him with voodoo water and stolen his soul, and Ritchie was convinced that the only way to get his soul back and to break the curse was to kill Donahue. So in December, Ritchie goes to Donahue's home and he shoots him. And kills him, and he's now on trial for first-degree murder, which I feel like that's over now, and he's probably in jail. Probably. I would fucking hope. So this is a fucked up one where I really don't think there was a voodoo curse, but a guy was kind of preying on his wife's belief in voodoo. Mm -hmm. He had been an abusive husband, and, like, she kept getting restraining orders against him, but dropping them because he was abusive and was probably gaslighting her to get rid of them. Yeah. So they were in the middle of a divorce, and, like, he set up a bunch of voodoo candles on her doorstep. Yeah, and then murdered her that night. What a dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. So he, oh, God, and her two kids found her. And so her husband, Jean-Michel, Jean-Michael, he was arrested trying to cross the Canadian border after he murdered her. Which so, is like, so he just up. It was up, in Massachusetts. So he just, like, set up the voodoo candles to, like, scare her more? Or, like... Well, it says that he turned to voodoo and stalking to intimidate her. So I don't know if he actually started practicing voodoo to try to, like, torment her. Yeah. Or if he was preying on her belief in voodoo. Yeah. And, like, setting up ritual candles on her property. Ugh, that's so scary. Yeah. The one that's crazy, that this one is one where you kind of feel like it was a psychosis that happened, mm -hmm. was in Staten Island, New York, France Bordas. He insist insisted that a relative had put a voodoo curse on him, and in August of 2006, he drowned both of his children in a bathtub and then jumped in front of a train and killed himself. And when they you know, went through his body, like, they found rambling notes written by him in English and Creole in his bed and in his wallet. And they all talked about this curse and how he had been put on, vo like, voodoo had been used against him. Which is crazy. Like, that sounds like someone who was going through a schizophrenic break. Yeah, and he just but, was positive it was a voodoo curse. Yeah, but it's, like, so sad. Like, I yeah. don't know. Or it could be one, like, if curses exist. Who knows? Yeah. And then the last one that's, like, really, really fucked up is... 
I don't know if you guys know this, but curses, if you don't break them, you actually pass them on to your ancestors, if that makes sense. So your children, if you haven't broken your curse, it will be passed, like certain curses will be passed on to them, on, onto the next generation, so forth and so forth. There's a crazy diagram that shows if you curse one person within five generations, if each of their kids, if they have two kids and those two kids have two kids, you cursed almost 75 people. Oh my God. With one curse. And so this was one. If you're like trying to set a curse, what a legacy. You're like, yeah, I've like, destroyed an entire family. Damn, that went forever. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. Yeah, so this one was, it was a kid. He was 14 years old named Ronald Eric Salazar. And apparently in El Salvador, which is where his family was originally from, uh, which had cursed his father, who had left for the United States in 1991. And the curse had been passed on to his son. So I'm not sure where the dad was at this point, but at this point in 2005, Ronald was living with his grandparents in the United States. And blaming this on the generational curse, he slit the throat of his 11-year-old sister Marina and raped her to that like oh raped her while she was bleeding god yeah and he covered her body with a winnie the pooh comforter washed the knife and put it back in the kitchen and originally this is why i don't believe his that it was a curse it was because originally he said that there were two armed men that broke in and did it to his sister but then eventually he confesses to the crime and blames the voodoo curse which is so fucked up that kid was just fucked up yeah and like lying using that as a yeah, like playing, preying on his like family's old El Salvadorian like beliefs. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe his father really was cursed, and so he just like grabbed onto that and ran with it. But either way, he was sentenced to two life terms in prison in two thousand nine. So at least he's behind bars, and that's just like horrific. Is yeah. she being fourteen and slitting your sister's throat and raping her? And like raping her? What the like there's so many awful levels to that like that's so not many. just like one fucked up level that's a lot of fucked up levels yeah Ooh. Ooh. That's so, nice. so i did probably one of the most um common and well-known curses is oh. the curse of king tut's tomb all right in common nice um so, for those of you who don't know, English explorer and archaeologist Howard Carter opened King Tut's tomb in 1922. A lot of you don't know this, but King Tut was actually not a very well-known or, you know, nobody really thought anything of him as far as pharaohs go. Um, Wait, like, in his time? Like, like, in his time and even, like, directly afterwards. Oh, gotcha. A lot of pharaohs, we don't know much about them because... The people who came after them tried to destroy any documentation of them, any, you know, if it was, like, out of a different family by that point. Mm -hmm. Any documentation of them, a lot of their statues and stuff, like, they'd take their oh, faces yeah. off. Um, that's true, like, a lot of monuments in Egypt, like, they'd have, like, that's specifically why they think the Sphinx's nose was chiseled mm -hmm. off. And, like, a lot of statues and temples, like, because every city had a god for their temple, and yeah. so as you pass on, a lot of the pharaohs would make themselves the god of a city. yeah. But yeah, they'd chip off noses and parts of faces and stuff. Yeah, so they wouldn't be recognizable anymore because they didn't mm -hmm. want, like, that king to, his legacy to live on, basically. 
And so King Tut, that wasn't why people didn't know about him. He just really wasn't important enough, really, for, like... Because he, he was a kid, too. Yeah. Know? And <laughs> King Tut had horrendous health problems due to incredible amounts of incest. And he was, like, <laughs> really, like, pretty horrendous looking. It was, and, like, sloth from the goodies. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Nobody had like and like one of his knees went backwards. Like you know how some people have like oh my formed, like, god legs backwards. No, um, like one of his legs formed backwards. His like face was like fucked up. Like he a lot of incest. So he died when he was like fourteen, I think. And, um, you actually told me this. What was it? He was born in the Valley of the Kings, but he was actually put in a priest tomb. Oh, when he was buried. Um, so he died kind of unexpectedly because yeah. again he was so young. So I don't think that I. I can't remember what at what point in a pharaoh's life they begin building the tomb, but I think it's almost like when they start raining mm-hmm. because they want to make it so immac- immaculate and like huge and otherworldly. Yeah. But he died unexpectedly, so instead of getting a pharaoh's tomb, he actually was buried in the tomb of a priest mm-hmm. because priests were also given tombs. They weren't as nice, but that was like mm-hmm. part of the deal in the service. And the other thing was he was buried in the Valley of the Kings, which a lot of those tombs weren't raided because they were either carved into the side of the mountain. Those ones were probably found a little easier, but the other ones were literally dug straight down in the dirt. And the only way to find them were if you somehow got down, you know, like a couple feet in the ground and found like the hollow door, like the door that led down into the earth. Yeah. So his was left undisturbed for a really long time because it was in a priest section. Yeah. And it was like a smaller tomb. Yeah. So, you know, tomb raiders that came later that had technology, they're like, oh, this is a tiny tomb. It's not, it probably yeah. doesn't really have that much in it. Let's yeah. go for the big, the big fish. The big grand ones. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Andy just like wasn't big. So people were like, whatever, just bury him over there. I guess that's fine. So, this curse is actually what made King Tut like one of the most famous pharaohs ever because this created, like, huge press among Hmm. the Western world. Um, And the funny thing is, the person who actually coined it as the Pharaoh's Curse and, like, made it into a curse story was Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the guy who wrote (laughs) Sherlock Holmes. Um, Because he just made a press. He's like, oh, maybe it's... I forgot, but he's like, oh, maybe it's the the curse of the Pharaohs or something. He's like, like, dear Watson, a curse is upon us. (laughs) Yeah. So, four months and... Four months and, like, a few days or, like, four months and a week after they opened the tomb, George Herbert, the fifth Earl of Carnarvon, was, he had gotten a mosquito bite and he was shaving and happened to nick, like, lightly nick his mosquito bite and then he got, like, major blood poisoning and died. And he was, like, still in Cairo and apparently the section of the city he was in, like, the lights went out. Like, when he died, and his dog, back in the UK, his brother says that same night that he died, his dog in the UK, because his brother was watching the dog, um, let out a loud howl and then just fell over dead. So his dog just happened to die the exact same night he did. How fucked up would it be if, like, they just were making the story up and about the dog, and they're like, like, they just look at the dog and they're like, you're gonna be really famous, but we gotta kill you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> He's like, it's gonna, it's gonna make the re- farm. It's gonna make the rest of the family real rich. So. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was the very first curse of the mummy. Apparently, Howard Carter, the archaeologist who I spoke of earlier, he gave a paperweight to his friend Ingham as a gift. 
um, what's this guy's full name? Sir Bruce Ingham. I don't know if this is true because this sounds suspect to me. Tell me what you think. But the paperweight, appropriately, or perhaps inappropriately, as this says, consisted of a mummified hand, and it was wearing a bracelet that was supposedly inscribed in, you know, um, hieroglyphics with the phrase, Cursed be he who moves my body. I'm like, are they pirates? <laughs> what is yeah, that? right. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I feel like that's like an old English translation. Like that's how they would have translated it. Whereas, like, yeah. if one of like if one of us translated it now, I'd be like, "Bitch, you cursed." Yeah, you curse now. <laughs> like that's what we would translate it to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, shortly after he received the gift, England's house burned to the ground, and when he tried to rebuild it, it was then hit with a flood. So he had to like completely move. And the hand is still just sitting there, like, on the desk. It's the only thing untouched. I hope it's, like, the Adams Family, like, yeah. it comes to life after, like, thing, you know? It's, like, writing out manuscripts. It's, like, give the hand some rings. <laughs> yeah. Put your rings, rings. Expensive rings. <laughs> uh, George J. Gold. Gold was a wealthy American financier and railroad executive who visited the tomb of King Tut in 1923. He fell sick almost immediately afterwards, never recovered, and didn't... Died of pneumonia just a few months later. Hugh Evelyn White was a British archaeologist, and he visited King Tut's tomb and helped, like, helped as part of the excavation process, but he wasn't one of the main ones. But after seeing death sweep over about two dozen of his fellow excavators by 1924, two years after King Tut's tomb was open, he hung himself, but not before writing, allegedly in his own blood, but I could see them <laughs> sprinkling that in there for some dramatic effect. I have succumbed to a curse which forces me to disappear. So, yeah, I feel like that's putting the curse on yourself. Like yeah. About right oh, that's here. a good point, yeah. Yeah. I feel like he might have done that to himself. Although he definitely did not disappear. No. He hung <laughs> himself. His body was still there. American Egyptologist Aaron Ember was friends with many of the people when the tomb, uh, many of the people who were there was the tomb was open. Um, he died in 1926 when his house in Baltimore burned down less than an hour after he and his wife had hosted a dinner party. It's said that he could have gone out safe, but his wife was like, go get your manuscript, because he had been writing this manuscript for mm -hmm. months. She's like, go get the manuscript, I'll get our son. And so instead of them both getting the son and getting the fuck out, he tried to go do that, she tried to go get the son by himself. So the whole family and their maid all died in this fire, even though apparently they could have gotten out. Um, what the fuck was the maid doing? She's like, I must save the casserole. <laughs> right? Like, what? like, that's my question. Like, get the fuck out. Um, it is a casserole masterpiece. It's a casterpiece. <laughs> it's the best casserole I've ever made. I will never make another as great. You'll never have the combinations of leftovers <laughs> I've had this week again. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the name of his manuscript that he was writing that he went to get was the Egyptian Book of the Dead. And it was said that he was supposed to write a lot about King Tut. It had all their secrets, so it's like, we're burning this. Yeah, like, we gotta kill this bitch. He's gonna tell all the family secrets, like... <laughs> it's like a rated R episode of Holchak. Did you ever watch that show? Uh-uh. I, well, I mean, I, it wasn't on Naked Night or anything when I was a kid. Yeah. But I did buy it, I think, when I was younger, and it's this <laughs> reporter in the 50s, I think it is, or 70s, mm -hmm. who he follows the paranormal, and at the end of every episode, he always gets a picture or something of them, and he's like, finally, I can prove it! And then something happens to where it melts or something, he's <laughs> like, damn it! That's amazing. So I feel like this is a rated R version of that. Yeah, I feel like. We're, We're just all... gonna burn everyone alive. Yeah, a whole family dies. <laughs> um, even the small son. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, Richard Bethel, 
He was the Lord Carnarvon. That's so hard for me to say. Carnarvon's secretary. And he was the first person behind the archaeologist Carter to enter the tomb. Hmm. He died in 1929, granted seven years later, under suspicious circumstances. I don't know if this sounds much like a curse, but you guys tell me. He was found smothered in his room at an elite London's gentleman club. Soon after, the Nottingham Post mused, the suggestion that the honorary, uh, our honorable Richard Bethel had come under the curse was raised last year when there was a series of mysterious fires at his home. Lots of fires. The mummies like fires, I guess. Well, I mean, there's that mummy ride at Universal, but there's lots of fires, so That's clearly true. it's true. Clearly. That is a really good ride, too. <laughs> Um, where some of the priceless finds from King Tut's tomb were stored. No evidence of a connection between artifacts and his official death were established, however. Hmm. Um, the man who, all he did was he merely x-rayed the mummy of King Tut. Mm -hmm. Um, before it was, like, given to museum authorities in Egypt. As soon, he x-rayed King Tut, and the very next day he got sick, and then he just died three days later, and they don't know why. I was hmm. like, that... That sounds the most cursy out of all the curses so far. Yeah, like you saw what was happening inside there. Yeah, like you got the real secrets. Like you saw inside Orion's belt kind of a thing. Like yeah. you're like, the universe is inside. Exactly. Orion's belt. Know. You know too many secrets. Weird Men in Black reference for those of you too young to have seen Men in Black. It was on the Cat's Collar, you guys. Cat's Collar, Orion, there you go. Spoiler alert. Let's see, Breasted, another famous Egyptologist of the day, was working with Carter when the tomb was opened. Shortly thereafter, he allegedly returned home to find that his pet canary, who he kept in a cage, had been eaten by a cobra, and the cobra was still occupying the cage. And cobras, the reason that they're on their, like, headdresses, the pharaoh headdresses, mm -hmm. it's a symbol of the Egyptian monarchy, and the motif on the king's headdresses were to represent protection, and it was, like, an ominous sign, like, you know... Again, threats against those who, like, dared, you know, challenge the patriarch, you know, like, the yeah. pharaohs. Um, Sweet, what happened to the snake, though? That's he... my question, because he also <laughs> didn't die himself till 1935, but it was after he went to Egypt again, like, and so I'm thinking that the cobra was like, okay, you can maybe get away, your pet canary didn't, but you could, but he don't like, go back. And he's like, he that was a good canary, I'm gonna let you live. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I want to know, Pretty did he cool. just keep the cobra? It's like another pet. What if the cobra was some sort of Egyptian god, and they just had, like, really good discussions every night by the fireplace, <laughs> and he's like, okay, cool, like, this is cool, I'm they, down. They became intellectual friends. Yeah. And maybe him going back to Egypt was, like, a betrayal of the cobra, and the cobra was like, <gasps> I told we you never were, to go back. We were friends. I feel like it, that was, oh my god, okay, movie idea. Uh, <laughs> it's like the cobra couldn't ever let him, he could never go back because the other gods could never know that he hadn't killed him, like, finished the job. <gasps> Maybe that's it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so then he went back, they had to finish the job, and then the cobra's like, well, fuck, now I'm dead. Yeah, maybe the cobra died shortly after, too. Maybe the other gods killed him, and then the gods came for the cobra. That's true. Shit. Fuck. That's rough. Yep. There's also a few more, like, people try to, you know, one of the two dozen deaths that the guy who killed himself saw. One of them was, like, the the Earl of Carnarvon, like, his brother died but his brother wasn't involved in it in any way other than it was his brother and he had horrendous health problems already so it's like <laughs> it's just like one of those like eh. do you are there any other deaths what other deaths can we like yeah, fix exactly. with this who else who, who else? else give me give me names give me names princess any die was affected by the king, <laughs> king Tut. the pharaoh's curse it's cursed 
Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's King Tut's curse for you. Interesting. Yeah. I've seen King Tut, and I didn't die. Oh. Maybe it's like he killed all the people that were... Oh, that disturbed his tomb. That were responsible, so now he's like, well... Yeah. This is just how it is now. I will say I was really disappointed when the Natural History Museum... Was it Natural History Museum? I don't know what it is, but it's right by USC. Mm-hmm. And they're like, King Tut exhibit. And I was like, well, so yeah, excited really to go. I wanted to go to that. I didn't get a chance to yeah, do Yeah, because I was like, oh my god, I get to see King Tut again. Because they'll like, tour his mummy around sometimes. And I thought at least you get to see his headdress, which is so fucking beautiful. It's like solid gold. I think it weighs like 40 pounds or something Holy ridiculous. Shit. When you see it, it's so beautiful, which is crazy to think that he wasn't a very popular king. Like, how beautiful were the headdresses of the good, like, the kings that they really revered that didn't, like, if they hadn't been stolen? Yeah. Fuck. Anyways, I go, and it was just, like, the last part of the whole thing was just a fucking slab that just had hieroglyphs on it, which is cool, but it's, like, they didn't have anything. I was like, this is bullshit! Yeah. It's like they had a gardening tool from the Egyptians. I was like, no! (laughs) What the fuck is this? You stole my money! But I've read... Um, oh yeah, Sam, Sam and Rocky came back in, so say say hello guys. Hello guys. They might comment now that because they're saying I love them. Dad jokes. Curse. Yeah, well, I love those. Um, so I had read a lot about King Tut's family at one point, but now I of course don't remember any of it now that it would actually be useful. But I think, like, he came from a long line of pharaohs, hence all the incest. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think, like, his family's kind of revered, but it's kind of like in Game of Thrones. If Bra- What's Bran's youngest brother? Like, if he became pharaoh randomly, people are like, I don't remember this kid's name. And then he dies a few years later. I think that's kind of how it was. It's that like, makes sense, yeah. His family might have been revered, but they were dying out, and then it's just like, this yeah. is some kid. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think. I might be wrong. If you're an Egyptologist and you're listening to this and I'm completely wrong, please message us. I'd like to know more. Yeah, because we want emails. <laughs> we do. <laughs> please email us. We're not sure it works anymore. I'm just kidding. So, I have some pop culture curses. Mm. Which, um, start, you know, this is one that you and I are going to have to worry about. Is the Oscar curse for Best Actress, which has now been extended to Best Supporting Actress. Something where it's a real curse. What are you talking about, Sam? No, Don't... I'm just laughing at like this is what we're gonna have to worry about. Um, <laughs> thinking positively. I everything believe in you, you. I believe in you. Everything you put out in the world comes back at you. Okay, yeah, Sam. I believe it. <laughs> but they'll have their fiance, boyfriend, husband, whatever, immediately cheat on them, divorce them, leave them after they win their award. I'm gonna get you, Rockwell. Big one, to survive the curse, Miss Meryl Streep herself. It's because Miss Meryl Streep is a deity. She's <laughs> like, fuck your, mor- your mortal bullshit. I'm yeah. above all this. Yeah. She's also probably like, you are going to leave this. <laughs> please. Uh, Meryl please. fucking Streep. And then the next year she wins another Oscar and he's like, okay, I'll stay. Yeah, also maybe. from Jersey. Just <laughs> maybe it's like every odd... <laughs> Academy Awards, so maybe she just keeps winning them, so he never, there's never time for the curse to kick in. Yeah, like, I think it reverts, so, like, if you win one, you have the risk, but if you win another one immediately, like, it reverts back, but then she won again, so then it's like, oh, gotta win another one. Yeah. Talk about fuel yeah. to do well. Or oh. maybe, maybe the curse is, like, they have to, it has to be somebody within the industry, because her husband is, like, not at all in the industry. That's true. I wonder if Brie Larson's, because Brie Larson. And her fiancé split up after she won the Academy Award. Oh, really? So I wonder if he... Because I feel like that would be someone that was probably like a producer or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was a DP? 
Great. Thank you, Jeff Goldblum. I, I got a thought. We what need if, 10 degrees of film separation. What if these people all are just, like, already having, like, struggling marriages and whatnot, and their spouse is already cheating on them, but it's like when people run for president, they just stay with their their partner for image, so then That's after true. they get the award, they're like, all right, bitch, I got the award. Get on my life. Well, here, well, here's Sandy Bullock's, you know, America's fucking sweetheart. She had just adopted a baby with Jesse James and had kept that a secret before the Oscars when she won for The Blind Side and then revealed they adopted a baby together. And then it was like five months later is when all this shit came out that he had been like cheating with her on those, cheating with her with all of the like, what is it like called? Basically the, Suicide Girls? Yeah, Suicide Girls. I was like, what are the models with tattoos called again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sandra Bullock, he left her for... for Nothing, because I don't think he's with anyone right now, right? Bunch of sad ladies. Uh, I actually <laughs> used to do pest control at his house. Nice. Um, oh, yeah, in Texas. Yes, he did not have a significant other while I was there. Oh, I Other love his right Bullock. hand. She's also in Austin. Like, well, lives in Austin, so soft spot for her. Did you ever get to pest control her house? No. That would have been awesome. Are you kidding me? Who, no pests would bother her. They're like, pests you're a sweetheart. We're going to so go cute. to your neighbor's house. Yeah, just kidding. We're going to leave you alone. I also feel like it's just legit females getting more powerful than their significant others. And you know how that causes. That's like historically caused rifts with couples that if you have like someone that you're with that's insecure or like not sure what they want to do and then you all of a sudden have a giant leap in success yeah you know they either get really jealous and put a curse on you yeah <laughs> or we're on purpose i'm gonna be yeah. the best housewife <laughs> i know i'm like Here why wouldn't you just even like be a pool boy for the yeah. rest of your life just go just live on vacation dude yeah go, go to school i don't know jesus christ <laughs> right yeah the other curse that's really entertainment centered is the Campbell's Chunky Soup Curse. Oh, shit. <laughs> Every athlete who is endorsed <laughs> endorsed endorsed I almost couldn't say it, has received the Campbell's Soup Curse uh, and been injured in career ending, ending injuries. Mm. Reggie White, Brian Erlacher, Terrell Davis, who are you talking about? Donovan McNabb. Actually, I think he broke the curse. It oh, just sucked the next year. It's it like was, the Mad, there's a Madden curse, too. There was an injury of pride yeah. there. Yeah, I've heard, yeah, the Madden same, curse. Same thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the Madden curse. Yeah, whoever appears on it, mm-hmm. like, didn't. Like, does a terrible Vick, season or something? Michael Vick appear on the cover, and then the next year, he, like, started, you know, like, dog, all of a sudden, he's, fighting. like, has dog fighting rings. I'm just kidding. He'd had that for a long time. No, man, video bitch. games go straight to your head. <laughs> Terrell Davis, though, he was that sweet one that his mom was in. It was like, Terrell. Oh, yeah. You know, she'd give him soup on a tray. Oh, that's right. He had to retire at 29 because he blew his meniscus. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, he, although he'd had, like, uh, they later found out he had, like, a chronic knee like early problem. Like, he had, like, yeah, he had, like, crazy arthritis. Most NFL are done before 32. Yeah, which sucks, but whatever. I mean, retiring before 30 sounds rad. Yeah. Except not if for the debilitating it, pain, but that's well, yeah. fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who was a hockey player, and he had to retire at, I think he was 29, or I think he even made it to 30, but he was like, he was on and off, because there's professional league hockey, there's two professional leagues, there's like the NHL, which mm-hmm. everyone knows, and then there's the 
AHL, which is still professional. It's not considered, like, amateur, but it's, it's like... It's like the feeder leagues or something? Kind of, yeah. So, he, his last few years... Because he played for the Toronto Maple Leafs for years, mm. which is a huge Sounds hockey like team. a very aggressive team. It's a huge hockey team, yeah. <laughs> They're Canadians, and it's hockey, of course. It's huge. Um, but then his last few years, he kept having to go between the uh, NHL and the AHL because of just, like, injuries and shit. Yeah. yeah. My final one is the feared... 27 Club. Oh. Mm-hmm. Where famous musicians mainly uh, are said to join it at the age of 21, so a lot of musicians are terrified. Magicians or musicians? <laughs> Mine's pretty... <laughs> How old is Chris Angel? Is he past the danger mark? Oh my god. I think Were you ever told Houdini was when he died? He was young, I think. I like having producers in the studio. (laughs) We do this more often. I'm like, that's like, I'm like, baby Houdini died at 27, too. But the main, the main year. Oh, wait. Wait. She was 52. Oh. Which is actually really old for that time period. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Um, Shit. The main one that kind of kicked it all off was a, it was a year where Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, and Janis Joplin all died the same year. And everyone was like, this is fucked up. All of them were 27. Jimi Hendrix, it was kind of fucked up. Jan, well, Janis Joplin, she died of an overdose. Jimi Hendrix, he took nine of his girlfriend's sleeping pills and fell into such a deep sleep. He was so... They were also, like, I think on drugs and drunk as well. He choked to death on his own vomit. Like, he vomited in his sleep, Ooh. but he was so... Didn't a bunch of people do that? Medicated. It happened to Bon Scott from ACDC. Yeah, yeah, I feel like... And, like, then there was another musician. I don't think he was 27 when he died, but, like, he fell asleep, like with his knees, like, kind of, I don't know how to do it, I fall asleep like it when I'm hungover or, like, I'm drunk, but it's, like, you curl your knees up under your chest, Mm. and you fall asleep like that, and I think he didn't die like that, but he fell asleep for so long, it cut off the circulations to his legs, and he had to have his legs amputated. Holy shit. Yeah. fuck? Yeah. Why can't I get sleep like that? (laughs) Right? So, Jimi Hendrix choked to death on his own vomit, and then... The one that's crazy, that's kind of like you feel like is a little bit of a curse, is Jim Morrison from The Doors. He was actually kind of trying to get clean, and he'd moved to France with his girlfriend at the mm-hmm. time. Like, everyone's like, oh, he lost a bunch of weight, he's walking around, like, riding again, doing stuff. He was found dead in a bathtub in France, and they deemed it heart failure, but the crazy thing is that in France, they don't require autopsies for people who die. Yeah. So there was no autopsy done. So who fucking knows? He could have been murdered. Or just like curse curse kill. Yeah. And then you also have like the really famous you have Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, who herself has like mm-hmm. come out about the twenty seven curse and was afraid she was gonna notorious. be notorious. Yeah, notorious for succumbing to it. She definitely thought she was gonna die at twenty seven. Maybe she's one of those two that like put it on herself somehow. Yeah, well, and... Kurt, Not that it's her fault, but, like, you know, it's kind of like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You accidentally cursed yourself. Well, well kind of was her fault. Yeah, she did the yeah. drugs. That's it was, was alcohol. Sick. Yeah, she died that's from alcohol true. poisoning. Yeah. Alcohol is a drug. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Kurt Cobain, it was kind of the same thing. His mom came out and said that, like, they'd had several family members that had killed themselves around that time, and Kurt Cobain had been saying, like, he wanted to join the club. Like, his was, like, one of those, like, weird... But did they have several family members whose wives shot them? <laughs> I mean, sorry. sorry. Are you a believer in that? I believe in that. You think she killed him? I do. Well, I haven't read the reports. Like, what? What is the? I don't know enough about it. I just remember like there is some convincing stuff on both sides. Yeah. I just think Corey Love's fucking that shit crazy. 
Well, when we have she our vampire. She named her daughter Bean. That's true, she did. Francis Bean. I mean, Bean. it's Francis oh, Bean. So it's I don't know. It just some rubs me the wrong way about Courtney Love. Someone who can't put their lipstick on straight? I guess. I mean, she's <laughs> probably kidding. a sweet lady. She was good in A Fucking Man on the Moon um, as an actress. But I think she killed Kirk Cobain. I mean, she was acting, so. Yeah, there you go. Oh, shit. <laughs> Um, I think the most famous one recently was, to join the 27 Club was Anton Yelchin. Oh, so sad. Who his, I feel like, was a definite fucking curse because it was a freak accident. That was a weird one. So strange. So you guys that don't know Anton Yelchin, he was a very young star, obviously 27 when he died. He was in Star Trek, the first one of the reboot, and then... He played the little cute Russian. Oh, he, yeah. was, in, he was in all three of them. Oh, they had they released other ones. Yeah, there's three oh, there's three thought, Star Trek movies. He was in all of them. Oh, I thought he was only in the first one. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. No, he was in all three. And then he was in this movie called The Green Room that I saw at South or not Dude, South the by. Green Room is awesome. So Anton Yelchin died. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Not in the Green Room. Spoiler. Uh, he's listed as accidental blunt trauma asphyxiation as what killed him. But what what? He dies in Alpha Dog too. Sorry, I'm done. Oh shit. Reveal! <laughs> Curtain drop. So he was, he, at his house, he had a gate that would open and close, and then you had to drive up kind of like a hill to get to the street at the top, but it was still almost like an extension of his driveway. So he drives his Jeep up to the top of the hill and puts on his parking brake because his gate was broken and wasn't like the clicker wasn't working. So he had to run back down the hill and physically close the gate. And as he gets the gate closed, something malfunctioned in his car, like the parking brake or something, and the car rolls back and smashes him into the fence and asphyxiates him. Yeah. Such a terrible way to die. And also, like, asphyxiation, it's not, like, just blunt force trauma. Like, he died from blunt force trauma caused asphyxiation. Like, so he's just, like, hopefully it was a quick asphyxiation. Ugh. Dude, from being choked out in jujitsu that one time, like, I can only hope that that car hit him in the chest that it blew all of the air out of his lungs because the more air you have in your lungs like I feel like if it's crushing you you wouldn't be able to breathe out yeah. or in yeah and like the feeling of when the carbon monoxide or carbon dioxide carbon dioxide starts to build up in your lungs it feels like they're gonna burst mm. so I hope that that car hit him blew all of the air out of his lungs and then it would have been like a like quick, really quick you kind of just like faint like it's yeah. very like you don't like you do have that moment of being like <gasps> <clears throat> like trying to cough or yeah. something but then you kind of just go to sleep mm. so it's not as traumatic but if you guys go to katie's terrible. instagram you can see her getting choked out in judo yeah and don't send me weird ass fucking messages like oh did you like this because i got one of those and i was fucking weird <laughs> <laughs> did you really yeah fuck that guy From some random person that i don't even know that's the kind of guy who sends dick pics. Fuck that guy. <laughs> That's the kind of guy that wish he has a dick he could use to send dick pics. That's the kind of guy that wishes he had a phone to take pictures of his dick to send dick pics. Uh... Yeah. What's your other story? My last one I have actually ties into what you did. It's um, James Dean. Oh, yeah. There's a curse around James Dean. I don't know. So on September 30th, 1955, James Dean died when he was killed in his silver Porsche 550 Spider that he called Little Bastard. So now there's the curse of Little Bastard. 
Um, within a, about a year of Dean's crash, the car was loosely involved into two more fatal accidents and two <laughs> other really serious injuries. I like how they say loosely. Like, it's like, uh, it was never proven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Apparently, the car was, um, like, basically chopped up. Like, chop shop stuff. Mm, gotcha. So, the better confirmed series of incidents, because there's, like, a little bit of hearsay. Yeah, two of the confirmed series of incidents occurred after hot rod designer George Barris purchased the car. While getting a tune-up, little bastard fell on the mechanic's legs and, like, broke them and oh, severed them. Shit. Um, two doctors supposedly purchased the engine and then the transmission from the car, of whom one was killed and the other was su- uh, seriously injured in other subsequent car accidents. Also, and then someone else had purchased the tires, which blew simultaneously, sending the driver to the hospital in serious accidents. Oh, fuck. From there, apparently, the reports get a bit more muddled as the car gets more and more chopped up and whatever. But we know that Little Bastard Shell disappeared sometime before 1960 while on an exhibition circuit, just, like, disappeared. According to some that say they knew where it went, a truck carrying it crashed, killing the driver, and the little bastard was gone by the time the authorities arrived on the scene. Yikes. And some say that little bastard was just stolen. Either way, little bastard was stolen. So I want to know, one, is it still out killing people? Or two, like, does somebody just like, hey, you want to see something cool? Like, and has it in their garage? Like, what what happened to it? Oh my, questions. Oh my god, thought. What if something from Little Bastard was in the car that Paul Walker was driving when he died? Oh, no. Oh, shit. It took out two beautiful Hollywood men. They actually look kind of similar. They do look kind of similar. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's why Paul Walker died. Little Bastard is a goddamn serial killer. <laughs> he He's is. not a curse. He is a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like Chucky. It's like the... It's, oh, shit. It's the fucking ghost of a serial killer. I have two stories to end on. Let's hear it. The first one is creepy, creepy, creepy. It takes place in Pennsylvania. No, Johnstown, Pennsylvania, 1929. The baby of the family has fallen gravely ill with pneumonia. What town? Johnstown, Pennsylvania, 1929. <laughs> oh, it doesn't have pneumonia. It actually just has a dangerously high fever. No matter what they did, nobody can bring it down. Uh, and then all of a sudden one night there's a knock on their door and there's a stranger mm. who tells the family that there had been a curse placed on their baby and that someone else in the family was very jealous of the child and he could bring the fever down and break the curse, but if he did so, the witch that cast the curse would die. And they're like, all right, sure, whatever, we don't care, this baby just won't stop crying, come on in, do whatever you need to do. Yeah. So he comes in. And the whole night he goes in and out of trances, like praying over the baby and going into weird meditative states. And by the morning, the baby was actually healthy and the curse had been broken. The fever was gone. Everything was fine. And the family was super overjoyed. And as he's leaving, he's like, don't forget, someone's dead. Don't be too excited. So their family's still like, you're crazy. The aunt, You broke this curse, but you're still fucking crazy. You weird crazy. stranger that we just let in our house. You weirdo. Here, have some butter. Get out of here. We churned it this morning. So, 1929. 1929. <laughs> I'm churning butter while we're making baby curse-breaking things. Yeah. <laughs> Only you could see my physical comedy, people. Anyways. Classic. <laughs> so the aunt starts running around. She goes to tell the family, like, the baby's fine, the baby's fine. She gets to the grandparents' house, and when she gets there, she realizes that the stepsister of the baby 
was hanging from a chandelier. Mom fuck. Um, shit. So, and it, she was the only one that died in the family, and it turns out that she had actually been really jealous of the new baby because up to this point, she'd been the only child, and or, like, the youngest child, and all of, like, her older siblings had moved away. So she had kind of been, like, an older child, but when the baby came... Everyone was giving it attention and ignoring her, and she was no longer, like, the star child. So she started practicing witchcraft and eventually cursed that baby, and then, uh, home herself. Jesus Christ. The last one is kind of fun. Like, I hope that like, this is me as, like, an old couple, because I'm going to split into two people and become an old couple. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Tight>. Sweet. <laughs> so, this was in... Uh, this was someone's grandparents. They were just, like, retired and, like, traveling around the world just fucking having fun. Hopefully in an old-ass Winnebago. Just eating fucking Spam right out the can. It's the old person's dream, man. There. <laughs> yes. Just the Spam part. Yes. <laughs> so one of their tooks, tooks one of their trips, they, t- they ended up in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's tons of voodoo and dark arts associated with New Orleans. So the grandparents were staying at this bed and breakfast uh, that was actually an old plantation. And as they're sitting there eating breakfast, the housemaid uh, was an elderly black woman with like a really thick Creole accent. And she's serving them and she graciously serves the grandfather his juice and coffee and toast. But then she turns to the grandmother and she pours the juice in her lap and then breaks the tea kettle on the floor next to her and just starts screaming, God is going to get you and fucking rips off her apron and runs off. And so the grandparents are obviously, you know, they they probably don't say what the fuck. They're probably like, what in tarnation was that? So they go to the manager, and the manager promises they're going to fire this woman, but nobody can find her. She's just fucking gone. And the they decide to comp this couple's, like, whole stay. The bed and breakfast owner comes and, like, apologizes in person. Like, it was so horrific for them. And that's when, like, the shitty stuff starts happening. So over the next few days, the curse kind of started taking to, into effect. So the grandmother ends up tripping on the sidewalk and dislocates her shoulder. She loses her purse and has $300 cash, credit cards, and ID. All of these are kind of old people things. So I'm not quite convinced there's a curse yet. Uh, Then their rental car, hopefully Winnebago, stops working for no apparent reason. And then the lights in their room and their bathroom refuse to light. Like, they can't get the lights to come on. And the rest of the hotel lights work fine. They can't figure out why the lights in their room won't work. And the most horrific fucking thing is that the grandma, the whole time they stayed at this bed and breakfast, she had horrible demonic nightmares the entire time and swore up and down that when she would wake up in the middle of the night, the maid was standing over her, just watching her and looking down at her. So they got their trip short and uh, left. And um, So did God ever get her, though, or was it just a series of weird events? I mean, I feel like... If God got her, she's still alive, but in, like, a 110-year-old body. And she's like, God damn it, just let me die. And he's like, nope, I gotcha. Also, I gotcha, pretty pretty lady. And I want to like, know. Let me go. Like, maybe there's some, because if, if the maid, like, served the husband graciously, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden turned on that light, maybe she saw something. Maybe that lady's, like, possessed by a demon. Maybe she, like, killed someone and it's, like, secret. Like, who knows? Ooh, she may be shit. the villain in this. That's a good point. Or maybe she's, like, my grandma that's dead and, like, she was really racist. And she's like, you a bitch. 
Maybe. Yeah. Of course you'd pick a B and B at a plantation. <laughs> you fucking racist bitch. <laughs> Probably. Oh, there's one other modern day curse. It's Sam, would you like to Would you elaborate? like to tell your story? No, it's a fail. Oh, okay. Never mind, there's no more modern day curses. No, what are you talking about? I'm sorry. The ball, the ball curse. curse. Oh, oh curse. no, because of the ball curse. You Sam just, was telling us as about a this man, before we started recording. All you have recording. to do is say, if someone's like, who are you bald, dude? This happened to me once in the Navy because people are retarded. Um, you can't say that. Uh, <laughs> they're dicks. Um, all I said was like, well, you're going to be bald very soon, young man. <laughs> Did you say I it got, all ominous? I got, all, I got like all creepy and everyone started laughing. Three years later, he's like, no hair on his head. Did you twiddle your fingers when you did it too? No. I didn't. I just like looked at it. I was like, I don't know. He funny. wiggled his nose. So, it was funny. It was funny. So all bald like men it. have this power to curse other men to be bald? If they're confident enough in, in the cursing of another one. Mm. Yeah. And in their baldness. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Um, but that guy was a dick anyway. You could, really, it's just like you could. I, when you're bald, you can tell when someone's going to lose their hair because you know all the signs. <laughs> you know, That's you know really like bald, baldar? Bald, bald knows bald, you know? It's yeah. like both. Game recognizes game. Yeah. Bald recognizes bald. So, like, you got kids and you're, like, picking them up from school and you look at the one kid and you're just like, Hey, Timmy, you're going to be bald one day. Yep, 22 and a half years old, no hair. I can already see it. You see that weird part? That's That's balding. It would be funnier if it was just like a straight baby that someone just had and you're like, your kid's going to go bald. <laughs> you're like, what? The best is when your friends have kids and you have the same hairline as them immediately. You're like, oh, okay. Or you're like, I swear it's not <laughs> mine. It's not mine. It's not mine. No, yeah. Every every child has the same hair, buddy. Like <laughs> <laughs> and it grows in. Not true. Have you seen those babies that have like a fucking full yeah, head of black hair? I actually yeah, had a I've full head that. of hair. Yeah, my, some do. When I got delivered, the nurse told my mom, she's like, oh my god, you had a toddler. <laughs> She's I was, like, would you like me to braid this? <laughs> I was nine pounds and had a full head of curly hair. And they were like, what the fuck is this monster? Yeah, that's crazy. That sounds like gestational diabetes. <laughs> you also have hair on your lips. So. <laughs> my aunt, though, my aunt, apparently this can happen. And my grandparents were like, what the? My grandfather was actually like, what is that? Um, apparently my aunt, my mom's sister right above her. The babies can be born, like, fully with, like, oh, yeah, like, Hair and it, they it do can have be dark. hair all over them. Yeah, in the yeah, womb. and yeah. they lose it. And so, but some babies can be born with that hair. And so, my aunt had really, really dark hair, but all the hair hadn't fallen off of her face yet. So the hair <laughs> went down past her eyebrows, like all the way around her oh. eyes. So my grandfather thought they had like a werewolf baby. Dude, oh, that's shit. so sad. Do you remember circuses when they tour around? They'd yeah. have the werewolf family. The werewolf. Thing, I have yeah. a picture of me. I broke. It was the summer of sixth grade. No, fifth grade. I broke my arm. Doing, or broke my thumb because I was doing a handstand and one of my friends pushed me over and snapped yeah. my thumb apart. Yeah. And so I have a Polaroid picture somewhere at my parents' house of me with an entire werewolf family from Mexico in my bright blue cast. Like being like, ah, it's a werewolf people! Ah! You have a picture with you with werewolves? <laughs> yes! But now I'm like, this is so sad. These poor people are just being exploited in a circus. Oh, no. That's crazy. I mean, that is crazy, though. But if you think about it, did they get like an entertainer's visa and like maybe got citizenship because they're like, they have a special talent? Mexico. Mexico. That's right. That's crazy. Which I think is actually something kind of like a weird recessive gene in Mexico or like some. Oh, really? It's like some. Some South American countries, I think. Central American countries, I feel like. South South American werewolves. Yes. South American or Central American. That's interesting. 
you guys want to know how to break a curse if you feel like you've been cursed? There's a couple of ways to break a curse. Go for one. Let's just rapid fire ways to break curses. One. The ones coming from me and Natasha will be maybe real that we've researched. I don't know if the guys are going to interject ways, but... What? I do not have a legitimate way to break a curse. <laughs> kill, kill yourself. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess I would... No, because you can pass it on to your relatives. Oh, that's probably yeah. true. So don't do... Never kill yourself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Sam doesn't mean that for real, these guys. No. Um, okay, so one is to let a natural body of water carry it away. If you can find salt water, like go to the ocean, that's even better. But mm-hmm. a river or a stream will work. You have to completely immerse yourself and, like, think positive thoughts or something and let it carry you away. Carry the curse away, not you. Don't don't let the undertow don't, take you away. Yeah, don't just like <laughs> give yourself to the undertow, please. It's not suicide if the ocean does it. Oh god, <laughs> hilarious mm. and terrible. Continue. Uh, <laughs> next one, bay leaves are really good. So you can either use sage or bay leaves, like light a bay leaf on fire and just sage yourself with it. I mean, it's not saging. Your, what is it? Baying yourself? I don't know. <laughs> Baying yourself? <laughs> just waft it around your body. <laughs> yeah, you can burn it. However, bay leaves don't burn as well as sage, so I think it, you're going to have to kind of keep lighting it. I tried this the other day oh, when nice. we did this. When we previously recorded and then didn't have anything left, um, I tried to burn bay leaves. They don't burn easily, so... Another way to break a curse. Another way to break a curse is to use an egg. You can roll it over a person's body um, while saying, you know, prayers or positive affirmations or whatever, and then you take it far away from your house. Some people in Appalachian folk magic say that you have to take it to a crossroads, and then you break the egg on the ground in the crossroads, and then you take a different route home so the evil can't follow you home. Apparently... If you are, like, really super cursed, uh, you can actually see, like, black spots in the egg. And I'm like, is that hmm. because you traveled? How far were they traveling? Is the egg bag now? But That's true. Yeah. Uh, you can use selenite to cleanse yourself, which I have a selenite wand. It's so fun. It's, like, just a little little white stick that has a point <laughs> at the end. It looks like a giant crayon. Selenite is a really, really pretty gemstone, by the way. That's true. Yeah, it is. So Another? that's going to... Another one is if you don't have a natural body of water near you, you can put salt, like Himalayan salt or um, Epsom salt, and you can create your own, like, salt water bath. And you, like, say prayers and light sage and completely immerse yourself. But the, the key is you have to completely wash all of the salt water off of your body before because you're, like, washing it all away. So you have to make sure you or if you're, like, decursing somebody else that they're completely clean. Gotcha. There is, if it's a specifically hard crystal break, you can make a talisman. So you have to do it on a new or waning moon. You cleanse yourself in your workspace with solar water, light a candle, write down everything the curse has been affecting in your life negatively on that paper, wrap a bay leaf in it, light that bitch up, collect all the ashes, put them, like, get a little piece of clay, hollow out the center, put the ashes in there, cover it up, scribe a, uh, I believe it's called a, Sigil? S-I-G-I-L? Sigil. Sigil. Put a sigil on the back, which is just a a symbol that you create that represents the curse to you. And you keep this fucking talisman on your person, like, after it's dry, after you let it sit in the sun and dry. You keep it everywhere you go to deflect the power of the curse. And then on the next new moon, you take it and you smash it and you dispose of those shards outside of your house. Yes. And always, apparently, whenever you're supposed to dispose of things like that, you're supposed to take it, like, far away from your house so it can't find you anymore. 
So, yeah, because yeah. then you're going to have to fucking wrap another bay leaf in a piece of paper. Ugh. Yeah, and black candles are are supposed to be, like, the best for banishing, so try to use a black candle, maybe. Just a little, a little thought, a little tidbit. The big one, here comes the twist, ladies and gentlemen. If you have a curse that just doesn't seem like it can be broken, there's a chance you have cursed yourself. Mom, Plot twist. And in that case, you just need to stop being a fucking worry wart and get over it. Yeah. You curse yourself. Just change who you are as a person and stop being such a shithead. But, like, for the better. Don't, yeah. don't be a worse shithead. Like, yeah. It just yeah. sounds like you have bad habits. Yeah. Yeah. Not actually cursed. That That is the one thing, too, is that um, they were saying if you are cursed, a curse is bound to who you were as a person when you got cursed. So if you start doing good deeds or change who you are as a person for the good, they say a lot of curses are broken as well. That's cool. So, like, like, turn over a new leaf. Yeah, so if you get, like, cursed, just start working out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Work but once, out, do good things for people. Can you imagine if you go all the way to being a nun and you're like, I can't do anymore to be good. This is so fucked up. <laughs> well, I guess it depends if you're one of those shitty nuns in the Catholic school that, like, beat children with rulers. <laughs> or if yeah. you're a good nun. <laughs> you get a curse. You get a curse. <laughs> um, but, yeah, guys, if you have any questions about curses or thoughts or whatever... Send us some no, info. No. At spookyish. Mm, keep pod- it to yourself. <laughs> or if you have suggestions for other episodes, spookyishpodcast at gmail.com. I'm not going to listen to it. <laughs> Just Kate, Katie's cursing everyone else. But if you think that you've been like really, really super cursed and you can't just get over it and think positive and whatever, maybe try to find like a spiritual practitioner that's not just like a crazy lady, cat lady living in her house doing this like to get people's money, you know, and just, like, talk to somebody. Talk to somebody who means much to you and see what you think. Also, please tell us your name, where you work, where you hang out, so we can avoid all of those places. Yeah, thank you. Because we don't want your curse. Get a good spirit attorney. Yes. A very good spirit attorney. Oh, our next episode will be on vigilantes! Vigilantes, in honor of Katie and Sam, who's here as as the peanut gallery. They're... Movie, The Bee, which is going to premiere May 4th, in which Katie is a vigilante, so. Aspiring vigilante. Yeah, so be looking for that. Um, okay, stay spooky, spooky bushes. Any last thoughts? Anyone? Goodbye!